0: that shape them my name is andy Spateri, joined as always by gooey fame goo how are you on this fine saturday morning i'm doing pretty good uh i gotta be honest i went to the dentist earlier <laughs> and like got my mouth all numbed up and stuff and i was like wait a minute i have to record a podcast later i was like really nervous about it but i'm i'm good i'm here i'm fine that's that's good that was. I was quickly thinking about if I could slip a what time is it? Two thirty joke in there. But I, I didn't I didn't quite get there. <laughs> hey, it's almost there. Well, maybe for you. For me it's like it's way too far away to make that kind of joke. Mm-hmm. Uh that's some um that's some dedication, some perseverance on <laughs> yeah. your behalf there, Mr. Fame, showing up for uh for recording after getting your, your mouth numb. That's uh that's a round of applause, I, yeah, worthy. I'm so dedicated. For everyone, please, you can message me how brave I am. I'd appreciate that's that. That's a that's an odd dentist time. I feel like Saturday morning. That's kind of a yeah. I guess that's pretty convenient though. Like if you're if you're working during the week or whatever. Like that's you know usually I have to take the afternoon off if I want to go to the dentist, which kind of sucks. Yeah, that's when I w- I've always been doing that now because they I think there's some Saturdays they're closed, but I always just tell them. Put it on a Saturday that you're open and it works perfectly for me. Yeah, well I that's probably the way hey. to do it. <laughs> uh yeah, I mean I, I kinda feel like uh like a fat slob by comparison. I slept in till like ten o'clock and then uh my wife went for brunch with a friend, so I just like rolled downstairs and like <laughs> sat on the couch and hung out with my dog this morning, drank some coffee. That's a perfect way to spend your Saturday, so Yeah. You should enjoy that. It was pretty decent so far, especially um, with all you've gone through, right? You've been pretty busy. I have been, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not, you know. I'll take a quick second to plug here. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> um, although I, I mean, I listen. Everyone listening to this show, I'm sure, is is abreast of, of what's yeah, going on. But true, yeah. By by this point, uh, listening to this, I will have launched OmegaMetro.com, and that was a pretty big undertaking. And to see that thing finally live is is pretty wild. So, uh, you know, you're we just saying it's, it's kind of nice now. Cause like that was such a big project, but like now it's out in the world. And at least for the time being, I'm going to like, just kind of like chill and, and I don't have to write the next walkthrough imminently or anything like that. So it's, uh, you know, I'm just playing some earthbound now and just playing some video games for fun. But, uh, what yeah, <laughs> that was a pretty big, uh, that was a pretty big project, but it's, it's finally out in the open and shout out to our boy, Paul actually, who, uh, we signed up for Patreon? Oh, over at Omega Metroid. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it was, couldn't couldn't have asked for a better launch. So it was uh, it was awesome. It's good stuff. Yeah, it's great. It's looking great. Um, I'll be you know I'll reference it when I continue my uh, Metroid game playthroughs. Uh, nice. Once I get to them, you know, I'm getting yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. What what have you done so far? Just uh, I've just super. I haven't even played that. I literally I just picked up Dread on a whim. <laughs> I okay. Was, I okay. played it. I and I was like, yeah, pretty pretty cool. Um I know, you know, I already know I'm going to like Super Metroid cuz I mean, I played Symphony of the Night last year and I was like, yep, this is Oh. The shit. <laughs> and so, and then that caused me to pick up, I think I had some, I had like Hollow Knight sitting around on my Switch, so I was like, alright, I'm going to play that, and I was like, yep, this is the shit. Oh, yeah, that game's fucking tight. And it's I've, so... Yeah, I, that's just like, I think those type of games just have my favorite kind of gameplay loop of like, you know, open up this thing over here, and oh, I just love it, so uh, that has me pumped to play more Metroid and... To use your cool site as a reference. Thanks, buddy. Uh, You know what? Maybe we should do some Omega booking here. So it's funny that you mentioned Symphony of the Night later this month. Actually, the 25th anniversary of Symphony of the Night. So I am going to be playing that game like very soon and, and recording an episode on it very soon. Maybe if you're if you're free, you can stop on by. I would love to. And if you know, maybe once I know Metroid, I can come talk about stuff.
1: Or have yeah. you ever well, thought about, I,
0: I'm not going to pitch stuff for your thing, but, uh, you know, uh, first time, you know, opinion of certain games might be cool. I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. We, uh, so we brought on actually, um, basically someone who's like completely new to the Metroid series to be on the team. And like, I feel like that perspective is like very, very important. Cause like with dread, especially like there's so many new people like there's so many new fans of Metroid, you know what I mean? So yeah, like, I think that having someone that doesn't have that like 35 or every year um, build up or experience is is actually like quite valuable. So, but yeah, if you uh, you know, we're doing some Omega booking on virtual theater here. Yeah, if you want to come on and do uh and do Symphony of the Night with me later this month? That'd be, that'd be I'm badass. I'm so down. I lo- I love that game now. It's like shot up to like a top five game for me, basically. Oh, you know what? Okay. So this is completely off topic. We're going to get to the movie, but okay. So I was, I was having this conversation the other day and we were talking about the best Nintendo consoles and like, we kind of, we were back and forth. Like, is it the switch? Is it N64, uh, GameCube, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what we need to do November? We need to pick five games to represent each console and like do it survivor series style and just Uh like have a big old debate. And then I was thinking of PlayStation, PlayStation man, like, holy, would whip holy ass. Holy cow. PlayStation, I mean, you've got that. You've got Metal Gear Solid. You've got Final Fantasy VII and others. So that right off uh, the bat there. Oh, Resident Evil is like original. Resident there. Evil. And like, I feel like you also have like, it's a little bit of a different, but you know, you have like your Crash, your Spiral, which tons of people love. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, Gran Turismo on the PlayStation. Oh my God. Like, original. That's a that's a damn stacked lineup like that. I think you could put that alongside any other console. Yeah, I I will admit I've because my I never had one. My cousin had all these games though. And, Me neither. And I definitely had a lot of like jealousy. <laughs> I was like, not that not that I wasn't happy with games I was playing. I was just also like, these games look so sick. And so, oh, yeah, you know, over the past in my adult life, been going back and playing these games. I couldn't afford to have. As a kid, and just being like... Even some of them that are, you know... People say are dated. Like, I still play them, and I can totally see... You know, how revolutionary they were. And, like, they still blow me away, you know? oh, And, I mean, Symphony of the Night, in particular... I feel like, oh my like God, that game yeah. still is, is completely awesome. It looks awesome. It plays awesome. It sounds awesome. Um, you know, there are some things about Final Fantasy VII... Or Metal Gear Solid that... Yeah, like, you know, haven't aged necessarily super well, but you can still go back and play Symphony of the Night and, like, holy smokes, is that ever a, oh, yeah. a wicked game. True, that is My a God. pretty much a timeless game, for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, well, that's that's going to be fun. We'll, <laughs> we'll definitely do yeah, that. Yeah, hell yeah. I'm I'm actually stoked to, to replay Symphony of the Night. It's probably been, like, two or three years since last I uh, oh, okay. dived in. Nice. Um, But... We are here to dive in today to the pre- ultimate, Uh I don't know if I said that right but it's the <laughs> it's the uh, it's the second last Resident Evil movie from our boy Paul W this is this is getting intense it's getting towards the end. We started Virtual theater with uh, Resident Evil as one of our our stalwarts and, and just following Alice and her journeys and here we are we're almost at the end and it feels a little bit surreal to uh to <laughs> know that you know there's only one more film that has alice and i think that like regardless of what you think about the movie's qualities and whatever this is like alice is a mount rushmore video game movie character oh for I mean, sure right yeah easily easily Def- definitely so, uh, like, <laughs> so i i was i was thinking this morning i was like they just don't make movies like this anymore and I was trying to think of like something similar today and actually funny enough the closest thing that I thought of was John Wick where like uh, yeah, each yeah. movie it's kind of its own thing it's not like kind of hamstrung into that like we're gonna make a trilogy kind of business and wrap everything up it's just like um uh, it's a continuing narrative but like they're movies like I I feel like Resident Evil like the Paul W saga would be like a a Netflix show nowadays or something right, like that yeah we like these movies are just like they're just self-contained stories. They do their thing, they deliver what the audience wants. I just I don't know that you see movies like this anymore. I there's a lot of similarities now that I think about it to John Wick. Just like well, one, this this one is especially it's all action. Um it's it's just a tone too, you know what I mean? It's like it's like goofy, but it takes itself seriously. We talk about that a lot. This is a hundred percent that. Um And yeah, that's I mean, honestly, not to bring this back to John Wick, but I remember when I saw I think I saw John Wick in the theaters um, and it felt like I didn't realize it at the time. I was just going nuts, but it was like, oh, yeah, like I just haven't seen a movie that with this wide a release, at least like that felt like this in so long. (laughs) So, yeah, it was it was a return of this like crazy big goofy action movie you know that's not overly self-aware you know and and one of the things too that that really struck me when I was watching this movie and I don't know if I wouldn't have actually complained about this at our at the beginning of our virtual theater journey but like so I'm watching this movie and it, it like completely doesn't care about what happened the movie before like almost every character from the movie before is like not in this movie the the plot elements kind of boil over, but they kind of don't. It's not afraid to like retcon stuff that's happened in previous movies to make this movie better. And I don't know. I just I was like, at this point in this in this film franchise, I just kind of appreciate that. Where it's like, all right, we don't necessarily have to have all of these other characters hanging around us. Like, let's just get Alice into a new and exciting adventure. And and I was just like, yeah, okay, I, I'm okay with that. Like, I don't. You know, I I don't really care about Kmart or anything like that. And if she's not here, that's fine. Yeah. And I feel like this movie was just like, all right, let's focus on this instead. And then, you know, all that other stuff. It doesn't really matter. I feel like they've done it in a lot of the movies. I think of the last one because, like, they had built up such a crazy premise that they almost, like, took it away. Uh, But, like, that was... it. As much as I like like that one, I wanted it to be way better. It does like yeah. suffer from like I think it's just cuz they the movie then they were trying to tell was way less heightened. Whereas this, it fits a lot better because it's just like the movie does feel like fuck it, let's just go nuts, you know, and make a crazy action movie. And so it it really I think works in this one just cuz it is like it's just such a wild movie pacing-wise. Like, in a great way. I loved this movie, actually. I I don't know if I would say... This was, this was one of my favorite Resident Evil films. I was tempted to say it might have been my favorite, actually. I don't know if I would say that. I think that the first, retroactively, is still, like, pretty good, but... Uh, hmm. it, yeah, this one... Um, this one, I feel like, was a little bit more... Okay, so th- so the last movie started off with that like absolutely insane sequence, which was awesome, with like all the different yeah. Alice's and stuff like that. But then I feel like they really grounded the movie after that. Um, you know, as far as Resident Evil movies go, mm-hmm. and it, it felt it, like it came to a I don't know it, a little bit, a little bit, yeah. And and I was just like, damn, I wish like the whole movie could be like the opening where it was just like a million Alice's and it was awesome. And this movie, I feel like. Even though Alice doesn't have all of her crazy powers, I was like, okay, this feels grounded but also like still pretty wild at the same time. This, so I I, like I, I thought movie, it did a better job. Yeah. It, the whole movie had that energy. I feel like like it was just like stringing these wild action scenes together. Yeah. Um so like it it was grounded in the context of like she doesn't have her superpowers. There's no million Alice clones or whatever. But there was still like this insane action that happened without her having to be like, you know, Superman or whatever. And, and I think that the setting for this movie was actually like, quite cool. It was very uh, which cool, we'll, which we'll yeah. get to in a bit. But yeah, I, I thought that this was like, I was pleasantly surprised. And you know what? So so I was gonna watch this movie last night, and I'm logging into my computer, and I'm gonna do, and I'm gonna go to uh, your account to watch it. And I and I actually stopped. It was like an out of body experience, and I was like. I think I have the DVD. Oh my God. (laughs) And I went downstairs because I had bought a bunch of virtual theater, like DVDs for a dollar at at the pawn shop, like two years ago. And lo and behold, Resident Evil Retribution is sitting there. (laughs) It's sitting there. And I was like, oh my God. I opened the case. Light comes pouring into my face. There's nothing inside. It's just a blank CD. Not even any artwork. I put it in. I start watching it. Uh, it was it was awesome. It was fantastic. And I watched some previews too, actually. To any, get myself any good in the ones mood. on there? Uh we had the preview for Resident Evil something. It was a video game preview. I can't remember oh, okay. what it was. Uh there's the preview for Looper. So that was wow, in there. Okay. And there is a there is a preview for Total Recall, the reboot oh. with uh with Call of Feral. Nice. Which I've seen and is actually like kind of okay. Uh yeah, I haven't seen that since it came out, but wow. Any any good uh any good special features on there? You know what? I, I actually didn't look. I probably should have, but uh I, I do know that there is an extended cut of this movie. Oh my god, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure that there's a lot of different uh gems in that extended cut. But uh yeah, let's let's get into the movie here as I as I try and do. I, I tried to find some interesting things and, uh, you know, things that just stuck out to me as, uh, as things worth talking about. So here we go. So Bing Bing Lee's entire dialogue was dubbed by, uh, the voice actress of Ada Wong in the actual game. So the voice actress's name is Sally, uh, Cahill. Uh, I think that that's how you say it. Um, and so I thought that this was actually like super interesting because I didn't notice that at all. I didn't notice. So, no apparently uh bing bing Lee has i guess a, a thicker chinese accent and so they decided just to go ahead and and dub it which i don't know i that's kind of like That's strange. maybe a yeah a little bit unnecessary you know y- yeah no that's weird <laughs> i don't i don't like that <laughs> well it, it's just like uh i don't know like a movie the movie version should feel a little bit different than than like the video game version and like this was exactly the same Mm -hmm. uh like voice wise which i didn't i didn't notice until i read this but then i went back and watched a clip of it and i was like wow that is like that is the same wow so yeah yeah, i thought that was weird i've never i've never heard of that before it should be distinct like we've kind of tracked kind of the evolution of this like jill in part two was like a little too close But then I think we kind of agreed Claire and Chris were kind of different enough that it was like, okay, this is like the movie universe version. But then all the characters they brought in in this one from the games were... They felt more like cosplay versions of their video game counterparts. So it was more in the Jill category. I 100% agree. 100% agree. I will say... And and I think you could say this about part two as well. I think that they're kind of kindred this one and part two, in that they're kind of like the most ridiculous ones. So it it kind of works. Like I didn't like I I did think like Leon for example was a little cheesy, but it the, oh my god the movie is extremely cheesy. So I I liked it actually. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was funny. <laughs> so so speaking of Leon. So, Matt Mercer apparently tried out for the part of Leon and didn't get it. And oh, man. That's just, like... That's so funny to me. Because, like, the guy that ended up playing Leon had, uh, apparently, a very thick French accent as well. But they oh, didn't dub God. it with with Matt Mercer. So, I, I was just like, this rocks. <laughs> yeah. He was funny. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, So, act- a little piece of Resident Evil trivia for you here. Uh, this movie... Is the first and only time in any Resident Evil universe that Jill Valentine and Leon Kennedy have met. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought about that, but that is true. I didn't. Th- I didn't either. And I was thinking I was like, surely that's not right. They they must have met in like Resident Evil six or something. But no, Is Jill. We- Jill's not in six, right? She's in five. She's in five. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, there you go. Paul W. just making all the fans, making history. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, he's setting, he's trailblazing in this movie. So there you go. Um, so as, as you know, I'm a big alien fan and when I was watching this movie, I was just like, oh my God, that's right out of aliens. And then when I was looking at some trivia and stuff, uh, indeed that there's a scene that was a very intentional homage to, uh, to aliens when, um. Basically, Alice goes and rescues Becky from, like, that that weird zombie cocoon thing. And it's basically a shot-for-shot rip of, like, when um, uh, Ripley goes and rescues Newt in Aliens. I I said that while watching the movie. I was like, oh, this is Newt. Yeah, exactly. I was (laughs) was the same thing. I was like, oh, damn. This is, like, there's Ripley. I think we've talked about that before, though. It's something I like about Paul is, like, he just feels like your buddy who really likes other cool movies, and he's like, I'm going to make a cool movie with all that stuff in it. <laughs> like, he really does feel like he makes, like, expensive fucking fan movies, basically. Because <laughs> um, we talked about how much, like, Matrix stuff was in the last one, and, and in this, too. Um And then I, I think I was also reading on Wikipedia, like, there was just a section of, like, oh, here's all, like, the things that, like, Paul is into, and he... and it definitely inspired the movie you know like i think they're like oh he likes the old west world show or whatever or movie yeah um so yeah it felt like yeah that's what it feels like watching his movies is like here's some cool shit i'm gonna throw in the movie from other stuff i like i i read the same thing i think that you did and they also mentioned which got me excited like he that he tried to put some blade runner elements into this movie and i was like hell yeah and sure. uh it's it's maybe not as uh What's the, what's the right word? It maybe not as finessed, but uh, I there were some shots where I was like, okay, I, I could maybe see that if he's trying to go for like that aesthetic here. It the, so I, I appreciate that. I will over all say about just the effort, like the craft put into the movie. Like there are times where it's like, it's like a little low budget, you know. Like especially, it's always been the case. So like the CG is not. Sometimes it's good, but it's there are parts where it's pretty bad. But I, I see a lot of effort just put into, like, I don't know, there's like cool shots and shit and like cool, just cool design throughout the whole movie. Uh, I, I wrote a few down that I'll mention as they come up where I was like, this legit looks cool. Like, it feels like people trying to make a cool movie. So even though it is like derivative of a lot of things, uh, yeah, I think it is an earnest attempt to make something. Fun that's inspired by all that stuff. Well, and, and it's inspired by its own history, too. Because at this point, we have, like, five Resident Evil movies. So, seeing all of those callbacks and stuff like that in in this movie, I thought was, like, actually very welcome. Um, yeah, it was which, wild. which we'll get to in a yeah, bit. Yeah, oh my but god. But, like, I just, I thought that the setting of this movie was just, like, very cool. Yeah, um, and it, it helped with the story, too, because it made, I feel like the plot, or, like, the objective that they're going for is so much simple, so there's not really much to follow, and they are dropping like a bunch of like wild lore stuff, but it doesn't really matter, you know what I mean? So like, yeah, I th- that that also helped too that it was just like a single setting and it was like a really simple plot, so you can just kind of have them like going from you know one area to the next and just you know kind of going for it. It would was- well actually, well, I'll save it till till we get to that scene, but yeah, I, I agree, it was. It was refreshingly simple, but with enough... Like, it almost felt like a side quest, but with, like, I don't know, enough enough interesting hurdles along the way. But uh, before we get there, one last piece of trivia. And this surprised me, actually, because I thought that this movie was, was quite strong. But this movie has a 5.4 IMDb score, and that makes it the lowest rated of Paul W.'s Resident Evil franchise. And I was... I was quite shocked by that. Cause I think that this is like, I think that this one is definitely better than the last one that we watched. I, th- I think I would say that this one is better than the second one. Um, the third, I think that this is better than the third one for most of the thirds movie. I really liked the ending of the third, but I think overall, I would say that this was a better movie than the third too. So like, I was surprised that this one was, uh, the lowest rated. I, yeah, I mean like, for me, it's it's definitely my favorite one. But I, I was sort of wondering, like, at this point, like, is it just a reaction to... Because I remember every time one of these came out, people go, oh, God, another one. Uh, when I sort of think, what do you care? You're not watching it. But then that makes me think, though, too, wouldn't, like, the only people be left be, like, the diehards who love it? But I don't know. Yeah. that 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 was kind of my thought. Whereas, like... I don't know, like, I mean, at this point, if you're watching this movie, you know, you're in it, right? Like, you've you enjoyed the, the last movies enough, you, you I mean, it's the fifth movie, you know what you're gonna get, you know what to expect, like, and and I think that, you know, in terms of that audience, that's just like, alright, I'm watching Resident Evil, I thought this one was, like, really, like, he, okay, we know what you want, here it is, and, like, this is the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that's what it, it felt like to me, it was pure... Paul distilled well let's let's actually get into the movie and man this opening was so awesome oh yeah (laughs) well that's rock number one I think in the cool shots is just the opening of her in the water and the the classic movie font comes up and I'm like oh this is and the music is playing the theme for this movie that comes up a lot is legit it goes so hard. Like, the music is awesome. Uh, and then another thing I loved about this scene was it's it's like this whole entire ac- action scene played in reverse, which is so yeah. silly. I've never seen it, like, where it's like a whole scene. And I knew this was, like, what was great about it is, like, it was so long and I started to think, <laughs> we're going to see this played forward after it's done. And. Sure enough, that's what happened. And it's, like, actually, like, a minute and a half. It's, like, way shorter when they played in proper speed. But I thought it was fucking awesome. This this rocked. I was watching on the couch, and I was just like, what the hell, we're going backwards? And it went on forever. So it went on so long. And then there's, like, the slow shots of, like, the guy with, like, a bullet already in his head. And, like, oh, my God, this was... It was so insane and ridiculous. And although, yeah, that shot in the water was actually very cool. Very cool cinematography on that shot. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this was a great way to uh, to kick off this movie, and it set the tone for like it's- what this movie was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure so many people like just that uh, on its own would turn everyone off you know what i mean (laughs) because it is silly it makes me think of all the discussion that's happened over the years about like slow-mo especially people kind of knock it in like snyder movies for example but this is like that times a million because not only is it a whole scene in slow-mo it's also backwards you know (laughs) oh i loved it i loved it though I, I thought of that slow-mo conversation in Snyder movies like several times during the course of this movie, because like there is so much fucking slow motion, it's insane. But yeah, this this was awesome. Uh it, it's it, it's the Sideshow Bob thing, right? I say it all the time, but like the longer it goes on, the the better it gets. And it's like this is fantastic. And uh it it was it was a cool looking scene, maybe you know, maybe not for everybody, but I i think it. it looks cool. And then, yeah, it's so funny because it's like they do it and then she pops in and gives a recap of all of the movies, <laughs> which is great. And the, and then they play the scene in fast forward or whatever in in regular time. And it's like <laughs> it's amazing that it's just split up with like a little like last time on Resident Evil. Um, I you know what? We'll we'll talk about the the fast forward part, and then I actually I do want to talk about that recap actually for a quick second. But I I really liked going back when like they're playing the scene in like forward motion that it's just like all right, get to the point. Don't dwell too much on like the fates of Chris or Kmart or they, Claire or whatever. Like they just have let's like just a get Alice line. to her next point. Yeah, exactly. She's like, where are they? And they're like, they're it's it's probably like they just didn't get them back. You know, I was I was like kind of bummed only because. Uh, I started to embrace, like, having the, like I mentioned, the cheesy video game characters, like, their their cosplay versions. And I sort of was like, it would have been kind of cool if they were all here, since, like, they brought Jill back. You know, they had Chris and Ada. I was like, it would have been kind of cool. Or Leon and Ada. It would have been cool if Chris and Claire came back, as, like, silly as that is. That would have been cool, but I feel like they would have need to, like... Like, Ada and Leon in this movie are, like, just, like, 100% cosplay. And Claire and Chris weren't exactly that. Mm-hmm. But, like, if they if they upped those guys, like, put them in their classic Resident Evil costumes, oh, my God, that would have been great. That would cool. have been great, yeah. Um, So, let's talk about that recap for a second. I was, like, praising God, thanking them for putting this recap in this movie. Okay. And I I, I was, because I was like... All right, like what the hell happened in the third movie, last movie and stuff like that. And it was yeah, it was basically like a Last Week on Resident Evil and but I was so thankful for it cuz I felt like I got back up to speed and uh it was kind of nice to relive some of those some of those moments too, especially in this film because like a lot of what happens in the first film specifically is like kind of important to this film. It, it is, but, yeah. But dude, I was watching the recap and I was like, "Oh my god, that guy with his head out the elevator. I forgot about him, like the elevator fuck. kill. Yeah. I love how they oh. highlighted that." And then they brought back uh, just in the flashback like uh uh Dr. Isaacs mm-hmm. and I was like, "Damn, this guy's awesome. He should have been I wish he he was in this movie. Like I wish that he was Wesker cuz he was awesome. He was so good. He was great. I did like his finale though." Yeah, his, his finale was he's, was awesome. He's one of the, like, most successful stories I think they managed to tell in the movies. Um, so, yeah, seeing Isaacs again was cool. And just, yeah, like, getting back up to speed. Because, like, you know, it, there, there are five of these movies. Like, even if it was, like, cheesy or whatever, I greatly appreciated this recap. Yeah. Like, greatly. Sure, yeah. Um, and, it, and it did try and, like... I just liked that it was literally just, like, last time on, and it didn't try and, like, have Alice in, like, an actual scene talking to another character, kind of giving that history or whatever. It was kind of cool. It was, like, done in their style, you know, of, like, the umbrella tech stuff. So, I I liked it. Yeah. Uh, I liked it, too. So, we, uh... Actually, let's talk about Jill for a quick second, because we do see her. So, Alice is, like... So, Alice has been captured, obviously, and Jill is uh, Jill is working for the bad guys, as we saw at the end of last movie, and she's got that Spider Man thing on her chest. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, man. I think that like Jill is maybe I think she's maybe the worst character in this Resident Evil franchise. What What do you think about that? I, I just like I, I don't I don't know. I think that the actress isn't fantastic. Not that the actress isn't fantastic, but obviously the direction that they're they're giving her is, like, to be robotic and wooden and it. Nothing about it works for me. Um, yeah, she was, like... It was just, like, cool that... Because I didn't really like her in the second one, even though I did kind of enjoy it. But it was cool to bring that character back, I thought. It was, like, fun. But, uh, like, yeah, it was, like, the least... M- mainly because I just liked the other characters they brought back more, but... She was kind of a yeah non-entity to me, but it was it was cool that she was there and there was some good scenes like good fight scenes with her and stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, I I think I would have been more down to see a cameo of her. Or but like I'm just thinking to myself like oh, there's like there's like way cooler characters that could have been I don't know in this villain slot. Like uh, even yeah. in this movie, like like Michelle could have just been I don't know. I I guess I'm jumping ahead, but Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I just like- uh the the scene that was another cool like set cool shot I thought it was like that umbrella chamber that they were keeping Allison and like torturing her basically I thought that looked really cool. That yeah that was actually very cool again just a cool setting for this entire movie and it it's so it's been an ongoing theme but it's something I I, I think works really well in this movie is like you've just seen over the course of all these movies like all that. Alice has been put through like the kind of torture she's put through. And I think there's like, maybe just by, by like some, uh, just cause they're sort of aping a- aspects of it. But there are some thematic similarities, I think with her in this and Ripley in aliens, you know, when she like, especially with Newt, you know what I mean? Like, I think there right. is something there about all she's gone through kind of like this element of motherhood. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a cool element of the movie, even if it's kind of like a not as cool exploration of it. I, it, I kind of appreciated it being there. Uh, I agree. I thought that the uh, the Becky and Alice stuff was actually quite strong. Um, yeah, and maybe not what you expect in this movie. Uh, but let's talk about Becky here for a second. So Becky is the is the daughter of Alice, but not the Alice that we know. So we're we see this like perfect suburban life where Alice is married to Carlos. They have a daughter, Becky. Yeah, Carlos. And I believe is that <laughs> Carlos, you know what? I was watching this movie and I was like, fuck, Carlos is awesome. I'm not sure that I appreciated Carlos enough. Because like he's awesome. I think his actor is great. Like he he's he's a guy that I wish could have actually like lived on. He had a cool moment in in extinction, but yeah, I think that, uh, I think there was more I think I think he had a cool it's similar to Dr. Isaac's. He had like a cool send-off at least, I'll give him that. So But it was yeah. it was fun to bring him back. Yeah, it was great to see him and uh yeah, he is the husband of Alice in this suburban dream. And it's this is kind of like a like a movie trope where like you know that what you're watching like isn't real or can't be real or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. You're waiting for like her to wake up or for like something to go wrong. And uh, something does go wrong. Zombies attack, and Carlos is killed, like, right away. And then Carlos kills uh, Alice at the end of it, which is pretty messed up. But Becky, the kid, is safe. So uh, we're, we're kind of left wondering, like, what's going on here as we're watching this? There, Yeah, there's stuff I liked, like, uh, just, it was cool that it was, like, they almost got to, like, kind of parody zombie movies here a little bit, like a classic one, because it it was just like a suburban you know life and then like there's a zombie infestation so that was kind of a cool like reference i guess to the like a more you know the the roots of the genre i guess it which was just kind of yeah. fun um but but then yeah i thought there was like exciting like it was really cool actually to see her act like kind of this more suburban character and then it gets really like high high energy and she's like running trying to protect the kid and that was really cool um but i also say yeah it had this thing of like what is going on like of course things aren't how they appear but i was i was sort of thinking like oh they had her in that chamber like i was thinking this is like a matrix kind of thing but then it turns out that's what i was thinking yeah (laughs) but it like uh it wasn't her at all you know that was what was kind of cool about it was it wasn't our alice you know I didn't expect that. this one like legitimately died too, which I also didn't expect. Yeah. Like I, you know, then I was like, oh yeah, they, they did do like those clones, but they, they kind of took them away in the last movie. So I thought it wasn't going to be a factor anymore. So it was kind of a fun, like, you know, like, oh, we killed her. Not really. Um, I thought that this was quite fun and I popped big time seeing one of our classic virtual theater characters come back Michelle Rodriguez oh shows God. up. I couldn't believe it. And at this point, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. I feel like the other movies we've watched her in, it was kind of her still her early days even though she had been in big movies, but like I feel like this point, she's like kind of a star, don't you think? Like it felt like Oh, oh yeah. I was like, "What? Well, yeah, this is definitely. 2012, you know." So yeah, I popped big and this she was great in this. I liked that some of the actors got to, you know, portray different Sort of roles, but she really, I think, got the most fun stuff because she got to be like the normal neighbor, but also like the menacing, you know, henchman. And oh, she was awesome. She was one of my favorite parts about the movie. I agree. Actually, so to add on to that, too, um Skipping ahead a little bit here, the, the Axeman fight in the New York scenario, originally that was actually filmed as uh, they were fighting a zombie, Michelle Rodriguez. So he, she actually got to play, like, three different Aww. like characters. <laughs> okay. But that didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Well, I was but, happy uh, to yeah. see Axeman come back, though, too. He is a favorite of mine. Yeah, <laughs> that, that scene was awesome. We'll get there in a bit. But, uh, yeah, this was great to see Michelle come back. And, uh, I, like, both her and Alice are playing, like... Basically, not helpless, but, like, they don't have any, like, fighting abilities, any special powers or whatever. They're just kind of, like, regular, non-tough people, which is, like, very against what we've seen those characters uh, be portrayed as in this movie franchise. So, yeah, I thought that that was, like, a pretty cool, like, scene. Just to see these guys kind of out of the box and and out of their element a little bit. Uh, Again, kind of one of those things where it's, like, it's very unsettling because, like, you know that what you're watching can't be real, but then like, it actually turns out later that it is real. So it's, it's kind of yeah. a, a double whammy. Yeah. It's like, cause yeah, those like they do posit, like these are also real people, you know, they're just clones, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. They also kind of like, kinda like whole blow up a bunch of clones too. So, <laughs> oh man. Well, so back in the real world. So Alice, when Alice dies in the suburban world, um, our Alice wakes up in this torture chamber uh that, uh you know, in deep underground in Umbrella Laboratories, um which we actually find out is, like, buried beneath a sheet of ice in Russia. <laughs> so, yeah. That's I love these cool. underground layers that Umbrella has all over that's the world. So, I think it's awesome, so great. Yeah. I wonder if, like, do you think there's any underground layers in the world right now? Oh, there's gotta be. There's, I feel like there's got to be some gotta cool be ones. There's got to be at least a dozen, if not more. Man, I I, I hope that uh, that we live long enough to to see the apocalypse and unearth these underground facilities, because I'd like yeah. to check one of those yeah, out. Yeah, I want to go to the one from uh, Terminator 3, I guess, because that seems pretty safe at the end well, there. That's probably the safest, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a great... You know what? People people shit on Terminator 3, but man, what a cool ending that movie has. Where it's like, oh shit, it's going to happen. Yeah, he's he's tricked into fulfilling his destiny. Almost, yeah, it's a little, it's, it's a little cynical, but it's exciting. I think. Um, but yeah, so so Alice wakes up, and then the power goes off in the facility, and uh, she she gets to escape. And we'll get to the whole power thing in a bit. But she basically goes into uh, the New York scenario. And is it Times Square? Is it? No. I think it's New first, York, right? No, the first scenario. Or no, I'm sorry. It's Tokyo. Tokyo. Yeah. And it's it's the Shibuya Crossing where I think, is it in the last one or one of them? They show yeah. that's like patient zero. And so she's kind of in that scene again. And that's, this is another set that looks really fucking cool. Uh, I mean, I, I, I think I read for a lot of these, they shot actually on location. I don't know if this was one of them. I know that in like, they were in Red Square or whatever in Moscow, but I I don't know. Anyway, this one looked really, just looked really cool. It sort of did look like out of a video game, and some of the shots were really unique, and yeah, I just, I loved it. This was fucking awesome. This (laughs) fight was awesome. So, first of all, the setting is, so Alice is fighting in Tokyo, and like, kind of makes her way into like, what would you say this is? It it almost looks like a train station, but I think it's just part of like the uh, facility. But it's got like this sleek white oh, kind of the these pillars everywhere. It looks like the Matrix. It looks like the lobby fight, but everything is like sleek and white. It looks awesome. Yeah, this hallway fight kicks so much ass. It's so good. This fucking rocks. It was so awesome. So Alice has this like chain that she has and she's got a gun in her other hand and she is just absolutely... Whipping ass at <laughs> everything that moves—a classic then, virtual theater whip moment. Oh yes, yes, another great whip moment. It's so. This is so awesome. Like I, I can't describe all the awesome stuff that she does. But I was on the couch losing it <laughs> watching this. It was so. This was so good. My, my this number was so one good was you remember in the last one where she kicks the glass, <laughs> and it goes oh, into the man. dogs. This had a moment like that where. She's like she throws first up and up into the air like she ejects like the magazine from her gun. I believe it is. And while it's in the air, she kicks it into a zombie in slow motion and then like catches another one and like reloads. Oh, I love reloading in these kind of movies. Also very John Wick. But this was so, so over the top. Just the right amount of over the top. It's the entire thing is like basically slow motion. It's awesome. Yeah. And she's doing that, a lot of those like like the again the matrix inspired like backflips oh. and But it also looks, it does look good. It, like, looks. It does. Like I said, there is is some cheesy, like, CGI or whatever. But, like, you can just see the cool. Like, they actually went off on the choreography and shit. It looked awesome. I I was, like, legitimately thinking that this was one of the best fight scenes that I've seen in our virtual theater movies. Like, yeah, Oh, sure. Like, the, the, the multiple Alice scene had, like a little bit more pizzazz, because there were so many other Alice's, but, to like, just as an actual, like, bars-down fight, this was so good, like, the, the, the shit she was doing with that chain, oh my god, and then, and then, there's a point where, like, she jumps on one zombie, and she's, like, walking on the zombies, and she gives, like, a, like a double knee-breaker to, uh, to one of the zombies, it's awesome, it's so good, it's so good, Uh yeah, everything about this was, was awesome, I, I thought that this was fantastic. I there was some like section I remember reading on the Wikipedia that they they were like really looking at a lot of specific. I think they said Thai movies, uh, and they were like looking at the choreography from that and stuff. So it really felt like they were trying really hard with the choreography. So I really appreciated that. Oh, I yeah. If you if you don't watch anything from this movie, this. Fight scene, I think is is the standout. It's so okay. awesome. I think what's great about this is, <clears throat> I, like, okay, if we go all the way back to Mortal Kombat, which we we kind of poo pooed on at first, and then we came back around to it. Um, what I what I said while <laughs> we initially did it was like, oh, I didn't really like the movie, but like look up all the fight scenes, you know, because <laughs> I I did enjoy those, but, like. The movie really is just... Even that one is stringing together the fight scenes. But this one, even more. It's just like, here's here's a cool fight scene. Here's a cool fight scene. Here's a cool fight scene. So for me, it's like, this might be the best scene, but it's hard to, like, say, recommend this one particular scene. Because it's like, I would say just watch this, and it's like, here, and it's just like a delivery mechanism for various cool fight scenes. I mean, pretty much. and And maybe... <laughs> Maybe when we get to some of the other stuff, I'm gonna retcon what I just said because like there's also some other awesome fights. But there is man, there is something there, about for sure. this chain. Oh my, this chain was so good, so good. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah. Um. All right. So, so Alice eventually gets out of this room, and she makes it into a a bigger room, mm-hmm. and uh, she sees a bunch of dead people Another around. Cool shot. She's like, when she enters this one. I I wrote down. Yeah. Too. I, th- I think maybe it's cheating like both this and the like torture scene where they get the big umbrella logo on the ground. I always think that looks cool, but just in general, just cool cinematography there. I, I thought that like all the uh, so it's basically like a hexagon. There's people kind of at every um, at every corner yeah. of the hexagon. And, like they're all they've all been shot in the head and it looks like super menacing. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool shot. And we meet Ada Wong who shows yes. up. And I, I did read that their first confrontation here is they they took the moves exactly from when she shows up in Resident Evil 4. And oh, yeah. I went back and rewatched it, I'm like, yep, that is totally it. Like the, the second I saw Ada do that kind of backsplit and then reach up and grab her gun, I was I immediately recognized that out of Resident Evil 4. And I was like, this this that is awesome. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm really liking like the ridiculous like fan service in these movies. They don't even try and hide it. Either. Like, like Ada is wearing her absurd tight red dress with her legs showing out. Like, you'd never, ever, ever wear that in a real life scenario <laughs> yes, if yeah, you were if you're going like a to like spy or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a spy. Uh, but damn it, she's wearing it, and it's awesome. It was awesome. This was awesome. Yeah. yeah, this is cool. And that, that's. I um, think that's where we get the zoom out of like the ice sheet, right? And that was that yeah, was pretty tight. Yeah, and they're like they're way the hell down in the in the earth too, like way under a bunch of ice, which comes into play later, actually. But uh, so we get kind of a lore dump here, and I'm gonna do my best to. Oh, explain. it's so funny actually. Now that I think about it. <laughs> All right. So, uh, correct me if I if I get off track here, um, but Umbrella has been uh, taken over. By the Red Queen, the AI from the first Resident Evil movie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Glad to see her back. Her goal... Yeah, I, I really like the Red Queen, actually. I think that she's a cool villain. You're all uh, going to die down here. I've heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so the Red Queen is is wanting to eliminate humanity. And I think that she wants to do that so like the T-virus can't spread anymore. I could be wrong. Um, but... Wesker is still alive, and he is, uh, no longer with Umbrella, and is kind of a renegade, and he is the one that hacked into the system and allowed Alice to escape, and also is the one that sent Ada into this facility to, uh, to rescue Alice. So, Wesker is kind of, like, a good guy here in this movie, Mm -hmm. and, uh, and says that Alice holds the key to fighting back the zombie invasion, And that uh, basically everything that we see in here is like a simulation of different scenarios. So there's a suburban scenario, Tokyo, Moscow, and New York scenario. And there are a bunch of clones that are being populated to basically be like average day-to-day citizens in each scenario. And the Red Queen is testing uh, biohazard outbreaks down here. So it's basically a giant simulation facility for how these different bioweapon outbreaks are going to work. Yes, and I think I think that's right. That's actually yeah, that's right. Uh and they say like that they're going to show it to like that country's enemy essentially. Like so they show like the suburban scenario to the Russians and they show like the you know, the Tokyo scenario to the Chinese and and then they show the Russian scenario to the Americans and it's it's funny to think about because it's like <laughs> like just it's so outrageous cuz they also have to like make the clones for this. So I'm like, is this profitable? Like is cloning cheap? <laughs> I don't, you know, and then it's like why I don't need to think about this. You know what I mean? I really it's not worth thinking about. No, not really. <laughs> and um so here here we go. We get we get the objective for this movie and it's it's simple. Basically all they have to do is escape. And to escape, they have to go through New York, through suburbia, through Moscow, I believe, and then they have an exit point, and there is an extraction team being sent to get them out, and it's led by Leon S. Kennedy, who is so unbelievably lame in like a good way. Yeah, like he even has like the the fur coat from Resident Evil Four. Yes, that's like oh my yeah, God. he sucks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and Barry he, he sucks there too. in an endearing kind of way. I feel like. Oh, Barry. Yeah, Barry really sucks. He's great. <laughs> He's great. He gets a cool death. So, a yeah. shout out to him. So, you know, I like the Red Queen as a villain. I was glad to see her back. I was intrigued by, by Wesker and Alice having to work together. Um, it really it, Seeing Ada was cool. It is really like a jacked up version of the original movie, right? They're in this space. Yeah, pretty the much. The Red yeah. Queen doesn't want them to escape because it'll... They're afraid of, like, you know, whatever, spreading the virus or something, you know. uh Just got that same sort of premise, but then it's like, we just stick all these different... It is like a video game. It's like, okay, we got the suburbia level, we got the New York level, we got the Red Square level, you know, the Tokyo level. That's kind of sweet. I thought that the setting and, like, the layout of it was, like, very cool, like I said, because, like... You do have all these video game levels where it's like different streets and stuff like that, but the explanation for it, I feel like makes a lot of sense, like Mm -hmm. in world sense. So it's like, yeah, you have all these different levels, but it's like, it's not, um, it's not like cheap, you know, like it's, they're there for a reason. So yeah, I I thought it was cool. Not only that, but we'll get into more, but like the action, like the type of action that happens in each area is like distinct too. So it's like. It, it is cool. It's not, like, repetitive. It's not like, oh, we're doing the same thing in New York as Tokyo and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I-, I thought that this was cool. And another thing that I thought was cool is that they, uh, I-, I believe that this movie kind of infers, actually, that the entire, like, team from the first Resident Evil is, or was clones.
1: Which I think is I cool. I think like, so, yeah. Like,
0: the entire team, I think, basically shows back up where, like, they've got... Oh, God, um, I popped so hard. Because it was enough that we saw Michelle, but then when we see her on the in the team gear and the laser grid oh. guy is there, I was like, holy shit, he's back. I I thought that he was the best, like, the laser grid guy. I think he... Let's just call him the leader, because I, I can't remember what the hell his yeah. name is. So the leader was back, and I was like, this is fucking awesome. Um, but then I didn't, I didn't understand why Carlos was there, because, like, obviously I don't think he was a clone, because he wasn't part of that initial strike team, but then I was like, well, whatever. Uh, (laughs) I guess it doesn't really matter. yeah, I think they were just like, well, no, because didn't they, um... Well, I guess he was a clone, because he was in the suburban fantasy or whatever, so maybe, maybe they got a hold of his DNA or something, who knows. Because he, what, I'm trying to remember his status in part two was when he came in, um... He was part of stars, right? So maybe they, I don't know. Yeah. It maybe, yeah, who, who I knows? didn't really think about it. It just felt like, yeah, they have a clone of him. So obviously they're going to stick him on the bad team. And he was a good fit. It was, it was cool to see him with, uh, with the rest of that gang. Yeah. I think, I think so too. Um, so on, on one hand, we've got, uh, Leon's team and they're in Moscow and they're having like a shootout with all these different aliens But the real plot that we have is Alice and Ada need to get from wherever they are. And their first stop is going through the New York sequence. So they get there. And this was awesome. They get to New York, Times Square, cars everywhere. And then you hear it. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. Yeah, it's like uh, two big guys, which is great. (laughs) Oh, dude. So so the two Axemen come out and first of all like you're just looking and when you think it's only one you're just like holy shit this thing is like absolutely massive and monstrous and then there's a second one that shows up behind them and it's like damn and then when these axe things start to run man that was like freaky actually like Mm -hmm. I was like big things like this should not be moving that fast yeah there are some good scary moments like when Ada's hiding in the bus and they're just like destroying the bus this, this that, a, that was a cool... There's a lot of fun action stuff in this scene, but yeah, it's definitely... It's not as cool as the hallway stuff scene, but it was pretty dope. I agree. It wasn't the same level as the hallway scene, um, but it, yeah, it was still pretty cool. There were some more tense shots and stuff, and then uh, these, these fuckers end up getting blown up by... Uh, Oh, the gasoline! gasoline Yeah, that was that was cool. There was a lot of good explosions in the movie. I will say that good explosions. Yeah, yeah. So this was a solid fight. Like this was a uh, a very solid. You know, it was a good mid card fight. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. This is a B fight. (laughs) Um. So I thought that this one was pretty cool. But then what? What was even better is the two of them, Ada and Alice, finally get to suburbia. And, uh, this is actually where Alice finds Becky and, uh, they have kind of a few nice moments together. And then they, she meets up with like good Michelle Rodriguez. Um, but unfortunately they run into bad Michelle Rodriguez and the rest of the team, (laughs) they have this wicked shootout in the house and it's, it's awesome. I, I thought that was great. And then you also see, um, dead, dead, like other Alice, like clone Alice too. So you're like, Oh my God, like she's actually like legit dead. And what we saw earlier was real. So I thought that this scene was cool. They didn't bullshit around for too long. They basically mm-hmm. showed up to Suburbia and, like, were immediately fighting with this team. After, basically right after the Axeman fight ended. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It has a lot of we, good we were, moments. We were rolling. I like, it's, like, yeah. brief, but I like kind of the tender moment with Alice kind of re- realizing and, you know, dealing with that and, like, communicating with the kid and kind of, like, taking her on. Like, I, I like that. And then uh, I liked, like that just that scene where they were shit talking before it all popped off. Cause just cause that was when we fi- really get to see Michelle there and she's shit talking. And I was, that's, that's like, she's so good at that, you know, <laughs> she's just on that swing acting like she doesn't care. It's good stuff. I like, I like, yeah. you know, like Becky and, and Michelle, like when they escape, like how they don't fully understand, you know, that's great too. You know, like when Becky's um, like I met your sister. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's kind of like the heartbreaking thing is like nobody in here realizes that they are a clone. I don't think. Like they're all implanted with like these kind of fake memories. Mm-hmm. It's it's a little bit uh it's kind of sad. Yeah, cuz even you'd think like it didn't matter as much for the bad team, but yeah, she even says something to Michelle or something and she even says like I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know you. Yeah, I don't yeah. know you. That's right. Maybe they um, do know. So this- I don't know. I I don't know, but it was. Uh, it's just one of those things where you just want to get Michelle to to snap out of it, but she doesn't, and especially Carlos too. Carlos doesn't snap out of it either. But uh, we have a cool shootout here, and Alice escapes and uh, takes. I love that they put Ada's like <laughs> fucking glasses in this movie. Oh, that like, you you wear the glasses and it shows you like the secret map out of the facility. Very I thought tight. that was very video great. game. This is a video game-ass movie, for sure. Um, So so Ada does, and I think this is a move that she uses in the game, too, but, like, she shoots the floor under her to drop down and avoid the missiles. This was cool. Yeah, I like yeah, this. They blow that house up or whatever. That was tight. Yeah. Uh, so Alice escapes. She goes against Becky. And uh, she, she eventually... I think her and Mich- I think Mich- good Michelle is still alive at this point. Yeah. So they get to uh they get to the Moscow sequence and she uh she meets up with uh the strike team. The strike team is having problems of their own. That one guy on the extraction team, he just literally stands there and allows himself to get chainsawed. Oh yeah, but there I was I popped for the chainsaw guy. That's fucking <laughs> awesome. I did I did too, but I, I was like Dude, move. It was like the dude in Austin Powers who like just stands there <laughs> when Austin is about to run him over. <laughs> I was like, get out of the way of the chainsaw. You have so much time, buddy. Move. And he just like, he was like, stop. And then and he gets chainsawed right in the guts. Good I, I will say, I this red square part, I would rank higher than the New York part. It was pretty sweet. Wow. I oh, loved it. Oh, okay. De- definitely higher than New York. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'd rank it higher than Tokyo. No. This is What I liked is like, because there was a zombie army, which I thought was ridiculous. It was like, did they plan that as part of the the simulation that they were going to show the Americans? I don't know. Or is that like their response? You know? So it was just amazing that there was like these Russian zombie soldiers. And they were like this, we had like a car chase too, which I thought was cool. So just different variety. And there was a lot of good like there was some sick car explosions and crashes and there was even a like zombies riding motorcycles doing fucking wheelies for some reason. Uh, one of them was like on fire while shooting like a RPG. So I don't know. It just, I was watching that scene and I thought while it wasn't as good as that other scene, I thought this movie's got it all. (laughs) It's got everything. Yeah, this, this is awesome. So I like that, uh, so Alice just drops Becky off with Michelle. She's like babysit. And like, so you don't have to worry about the kid while this is going down, which I I like it's it helped me enjoy the, the movie a little bit more or this scene a little bit more It's sort of a cop out, too, though, because I feel like they set it up to where I think you could add something more interesting with the Michelle clone character or whatever, but it's fine. It's not a big deal. I, I think you probably could, but yeah, at, at the end, I was like, all right, let's get to the next thing, and the next thing was this, like, insane, like, car chase, and first of all, the the best thing about this is that, uh, so Alice goes and basically rescues, uh, the extraction team, because there is this big mofo monster who looks like Corpius from Metroid Dread, I thought and it was just, like, a used-up like, liquor, I, it, yeah, he looks like a, which is actually very funny, because he's at a liquor store. Uh, yeah, like he's actually he's tearing apart a liquor store i thought it's funny we, we have to always um, you know check in like i'd say this was a good looking liquor i would rate it pretty good uh so <laughs> she goes she goes and rescues uh barry leon and luther luther's back by the way from the last movie i like luther he's yeah great. it was sort of like so he how'd he meet up with and then i was like oh yeah no they i don't know <laughs> I don't know. Maybe maybe he knows a guy who knows a guy who, who knew Leon, who knows? Uh but Luther's there. But uh yeah, this is this is awesome. And, and Alice pulls up at this like just exquisite product placement card. Oh, yeah. I was, oh, she I was slams like, right into yes. it too. This was great. It reminded me yeah, it it, was, it was like not as cool as when she rescued them from the liquor in that church in Resident Evil 2. But it was pretty tight. I mean, unless the car is flying, it's going to be hard <laughs> to, to, top, to top that. They head. do make other cars explode, though, so I'll, I'll give them that. I I don't know why. I just, like, I thought it was so funny when she pulls up in this pristine Russian car. And it's so, like, I wonder how much they got for, for this. Because it was like, there was a bunch of shots of the car and stuff before the actual car chase starts. I, I don't know why I thought it was so funny, but I was just like, this is Amazing great. product. And it Russian, was kind yeah. of... It was cool to see like the entire crew. Like you got Leon and Alice and it, the whole gang was there. So it was cool. Yeah. Although I guess Carlos wasn't there, so that's too bad. That's too bad. Um but uh yeah, they, yeah, this car chase was wild. There's I I can't even recap. They're going through like subway tunnels and they've got the liquor chasing after them and like just this thing cannot be killed. Like no matter what they do, uh the car looks like total shit by the end of the this the chase. It's it, this is like wild. Yeah, yeah, it was it was like I said, it's it's got cool f- car flips and explosions, people on fire. Um, yeah, this is another one worth checking out after you watch the hallway uh, oh. scene. I almost forgot to say there's a great line where when Alice is leaving Michelle with Becky, she's like, here's a gun. And Michelle's like, no, I marched against the NRA. <laughs> I was like, fuck, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucked those guys. She teaches her to shoot sort oh, of man. yeah this is this is great so yeah after that i think they just uh so they have kind of a uh they get to the extraction point and there is a little bit of a shootout so the entire team is there and um and barry ends up sacrificing himself so that the rest of the team can escape although so barry he so there's this really awkward scene where like barry dies like he, he goes to shoot great. them this was awesome they he has a cigar. They shoot him down. It's like it's like all right. Is is the cigar to like blow up something? Is there gasoline on the floor? Or, like what's going on here? Is there? Does he have a grenade? And then he just stands back up and shoots the the one guy, the leader, right in the chest, and he gives him like the most punk death ever. And then the rest of the team just blows Barry to bits. <laughs> like that's just kind of how it ends. <laughs> the cigar was just for was, style points. It was so awkward. <laughs> I thought this. I was, was like I don't know what I was expecting. A very video game thing to happen, I guess. I was I was sure that like he had a grenade in his hand or something. Or, like, something. <laughs> no, he was just like, like to, to block. Them. He just went psych. I'm not dead, and then died. That's <laughs> <It was> great. <laughs> yeah, like he just like that one guy, the leader, just like like such a goof. Like he's just standing there. He gets shots right. He True. gets shot right in the heart, and he's like, "Whoops!" And he dies, and like. Oh He yeah, didn't even get laser-lasered. Like, okay. That would have been the way to no. go. No. Although we this we was, should have mentioned This is a punk death. The laser grid did come back way earlier in the movie. There's a scene where she runs from the laser grid. And I was like, it's always just good to see that guy get work, you know. That laser. <laughs> uh that is true. I, we we did see this guy get lasered in the in the recap as well, yeah. which I always love <laughs> yeah, seeing. They they know <laughs> you got to see that. Yeah, I mean, is the laser probably the most iconic shot from this entire Resident Evil franchise? It probably is. Yeah, I I think it probably is. Yeah, That's that was fair, a, what a bro. shot that was. Um, uh, but yeah, so we have Michelle, Jill, and now the leader's dead. I don't I don't remember what happened to Carlos. What happened to the Carlos clone? Uh, I don't know. Did he he get shot here? Because or... he doesn't make it out to the outside, right? No, I I don't think he does. He must have got he must have got punked or something like that. I, I don't remember. Um Unfortunately, the good Michelle Rodriguez gets punked by the liquor. So the liquor comes in and kills good Michelle Rodriguez, steals Becky and puts her in that cocoon, and Alice goes absolutely like insane after this thing and rescues Becky in a I don't know, it, it was a pretty cool scene, but uh I was like Man, after everything we saw this liquor go through, just a couple bullets to the head, and that's what does it. <laughs> well, it was a very dramatic, like flip over it and stuff, so it looked pretty cool. As long uh, as it yeah, looks cool, so- that's what matters. I, th- I thought of all the things. Um, just another cool shot that I thought actually did remind me of aliens is when she goes up like the elevator shaft to find it, and then she's in that like hallway, and she's like backlit. It's just her silhouette. It's a little spooky and. Uh, they have like the flashing lights. I thought that looked really cool. Um and I like the the little pod was another cool like design element. That looked pretty neat. Yeah, so this was uh this was a cool like little bit of action. I, I think I was getting a little bit fatigued at this point um in the movie. Just like uh just like I mean not not like action fatigued, but like actual like on my couch it was like <laughs> one in the morning. Okay, okay. I was like I was like, alright, 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 let's stay with it here. And I was like, I was on such a high after the car chase and stuff like that. I was I was coming down a little bit in this scene. And uh this was pretty good, but I, I knew I'm like, there has to be like an awesome finale here. So I, I was kind of getting psyched up for that in my head. And I was like kind of wanting them to just get on with the escape. Yeah, so I think they th- get this to it. This was good, too. but yeah, they do. Um But yeah, so they, they finally get out. Of this uh, of this facility, they make it to their extraction yeah. point. At this point, we only have Luther, Leon, Alice, and Becky left. As as they're escaping they, too, they show that like the rest of the oh, facility right, right. gets flooded. We get here like almost a miniature disaster movie because they they just show like the water coming in and just destroying all these cities. And I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, and it's important to note that Alice kills the rest of the clones. As mm-hmm. well. Who... I I think it's just like... Bodies or whatever. But like... She basically blows them up... And she uses... Ada's grappling hook... To like... Escape... By the way... Ada is a captive... Of the... Uh, of the bad guys here. Yes. Yeah. So they got her. She's still alive as well. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about Ada. But uh, yeah... The facility's destroyed. All the clones are destroyed. It looks like this... This is like... Pretty much a... A dead facility. And they finally make it... To the surface. And uh, they're in Russia and they are driving on this ginormous sheet of ice when a submarine breaks the ice and out popped the bad guys. I was like, all right, let's go. Yeah, this is great. We're here. This is the final fight, the big match, and yeah. I thought this rocked. This is one of my favorite. This is, I think for me, alongside the hallway scene in the movie as one of the top, like, you got to look up this fight scene. This fight scene was was all kinds of great. So let's let's break it down a little bit mm. here. So we have obviously Becky is hiding because she's a kid, <laughs> but we have uh, evil Jill squaring off with uh, with Alice, and then we have Michelle Rodriguez who takes the Las Plagas strain of the T virus. She gets all yoked up. She 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 is jacked. She looks awesome. She has she looks awesome. The 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 shot where like. The bullets come out of her fingers? Fuck. Oh yeah, she gets like riddled that, with bullets and they all like start to go through her body and pop up. oh, that made me squirm, actually. I didn't like that. But it was it was cool. Oh it reminded me of uh, of Wolverine when he gets shot in the head in the second X-Men and the bullet just kinda like mm. pops mm-hmm. out of his skull. Oof. Yeah. Oh. Dude. So Michelle, but she actually hasn't transformed really at all. She's just like super powerful. That's what's cool. Is they're just like yeah, Michelle Rodriguez, where you can see her like muscles. <laughs> it's like she looks fucking intimidating. I don't think I don't think she needed much, you know. So first, first of all, let's let's focus on this Alice and Jill fight. First of all, so I'm not really I don't really like Jill. I wasn't really buying that she was like a, a physical match for Alice. But I was like, alright, whatever. I guess she's got some umbrella stuff going on with her. She Alice still pole. does not have her powers. Yeah. So I, I, that that fight, I guess, was okay for me. But... Alice had these cool weapons, the, too. Yeah, they, they had, like, a staff, and they had, like, these dual knife things going on. I don't know. What would you call those weapons that she had? I don't know. But it was that was very much, like, for me, like, oh, they definitely watched some, like, martial arts movies, you know? <laughs> I will say that the the choreography on this fight was awesome. Yeah. And the, like this is this is a great then fight. Then they brought back to like there's like this theme that they keep playing in the movie and it's just blaring here and I was like this is like a legit awesome score. Like it it perfectly fit this scene. Uh you know, like I said like uh as as much as I wasn't buying Jill as a as a contender for Alice, the actual fight itself was like sweet yeah, awesome they did a great choreography. Job. Those shots looked like like when she crunches Alice's head with her elbow like coming straight down, I was just like, fuck. Yeah. That looked brutal. That's, that's something I think I read in that where they were like wanted to make one thing they liked about the movies they were looking at was all the hits felt very impactful and that was yeah, that really felt like they were going for that, you know? I think that they did a, a really good job with that. Like this was um So the the fight earlier in the movie with the chain was like was awesome. It was like actiony. It was uh, it was like super well done. I don't know if I would say that I felt like that fight was brutal though. Like this fight, both of them felt brutal. Yeah. At the end. Well, they, they especially because on the Michelle side of things, she kept like maybe this was a reference too, but she kept doing like the Mortal Kombat like. It totally was. It totally was animation. Yeah. And I was like, that's awesome. So they had some Mortal Kombat in here too. I read that they specifically did the Mortal Kombat thing because Paul W had done oh my God. Mortal Kombat That's, back in the day. Yeah, so this is really like just like a reference to other movies, the series itself, the movie series itself, other Paul movies. Like, there's there's just a lot of stuff going on in here. This, all right, let's talk about this Michelle fight because she is beating the shit out of Leon and Luther. Holy cow! They, like. Those punches looked absolutely just devastating. Yeah. Oh, my God. At one point, she basically falcon punches Luther in the chest so hard that his heart stops beating, which is too bad because I really liked Luther. Yeah. But a good death, though. That was pretty cool. That was, (laughs) you know, that's a great death. But man, she is just like just obliterating leon and luther like these guys
1: it takes oh two of God. them to f-
0: yeah that's what's cool it's like it takes the two of them to fight her that's awesome I, it, they don't even like it would take like way more than the two of them because they got their ass kicked yeah, like it oh, wasn't yeah, even close until alice steps in I feel yeah like. well no actually even alice got her ass no kicked. yeah th- actually it's not that that took her down now that i think about it yeah that was that this, was a great this death. was like a this was a Braun Strowman versus two jobbers match. Like Michelle Rodriguez is clearly like, she's going to wipe the floor with absolutely everybody in here. Leon is lucky to be alive. Mm-hmm. Cause he, oh, yeah. he took the uh, hell of a shot and he goes like <laughs> fucking flying into the billboard or whatever. That was awesome. That was great. Uh, but yeah, Michelle is ultimately undone by Alice and Michelle's kicking Alice's ass too. Um, by the way, we should mention that Alice rips off the, uh, The spider gimmick on Jill's chest. So Jill is now free of control Mm -hmm. from Umbrella. But uh, Jill throws Alice a gun. And Michelle looks like she's having the time of her life. She's like, she's so happy to be beating the shit out of all these people in Antarctica or wherever they are. And and Alice is like, I don't need to kill you. (laughs) I don't need to kill you. I just need to shoot under your feet. Yeah. And she sees uh, be- under the ice, a little zombie face and she's like, Oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> this, uh, this is a cool, this is a cool death, but I think it would have been better if they didn't use this exact same gimmick earlier in the movie when Ada shot under her to like escape the, uh, the, uh, rocket launcher or whatever. I felt this was a uh, little different yeah. though, in the context of the scene. Yeah, a little bit, uh, a little bit. So Michelle falls into the water and it gets eaten alive by zombies. And I guess that's it for her. She's gonzo. Yeah, it was such a I thought that was that's what made a difference, too, was like in the one scene, she just makes a little hidey hole. And this is like she shoots it. She falls down in. And then you have this crazy visual of like all these zombies swimming up, you know, to grab her and pull her down. And it looked there was like. Hundreds of them. It looked fucking crazy. And it's kind of a nice little bookend, too, because we start off the movie with Alice and Water kind of trying to get oh, back sure, up and yeah. end it with Michelle and Water as well. And so, it, yeah, lot, lots of good it stuff. It leaves me with a scary thought that then they address here at the end, but I was like, you know, well, already, like, there's zombies all over, but now I'm like, there's, like, zombies pouring out into the ocean that can swim? Like, that's so scary. Dude, there's gonna be, like... Big giant sea monster zombies because when you sure. think about it, like the zombies in this movie they were like they they were shooting guns they were driving cars they were doing wheelies like you know so that's scary that these guys are out you know and, and like imagine being in a submarine and you just see this giant zombie like you like you're fucked there's nothing you yeah. can do oh god you can't you can't outrun it, you can't like oh my God, that'd be horrifying and so they they take that feeling and they. They actually put... This is, I think, one of the coolest teasers, I think, ever in the series. The, the uh, good end, stuff. The end here where they go to uh, the White House. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we, we finally get out of here. There's a chopper that picks up Leon and Ada and Alice and Jill. Jill's a good guy again. How the fuck is Leon even breathing i have no idea and and actually alice passes out too but um so eventually they wake up and they're on this chopper and they're actually before we even get there there's this super awkward scene between leon and ada where he like he puts his hand on her lap and she just pushes it off and like i was like okay yeah i was like i guess yeah they people know they have a history in the games i guess i don't know I, I was like, whatever, like, if I was Ada, I'd do the same thing. This version of Leon sucks. <laughs> like... Yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was so funny that the fucking White House is, like, the last stand of humanity. So amazing. <laughs> and you get fucking Wesker sitting in the Oval Office or whatever. Oh, my. First first of all, there's a CG shot of the White House. And it's just, like, it's so bad that it's... it's It actually is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then yeah, you have Wesker. He's like sitting in the president's chair and like ah, oh, Alice. I, it just, I, you're gonna disagree with me. I actually really love this interpretation of Wesker. I no, I okay. don't. I don't disagree. I think Def- that he was fine. I, I think he really does feel like you pulled a a video game character out of a game. Like you just like went in. Not maybe not the same Wesker, but a like crazy video game character and plopped him into like the real world he's so good because i feel like he's he's one doing like an over-exaggerated wesker but also like a over-exaggerated mr smith for sure like who's already kind of like a over-the-top character so it's like even crazier um i don't know i love him he's he's ridiculous he yes to everything you said but also he kind of has that like like CEO kind of vibe yeah, where it's yep. like an evil corporate guy um uh, that you you just like know you can't trust but but uh Wesker goes absolutely ham he uses his like warp speed or whatever the hell it is and injects Alice with the T virus so she's got her powers back. The last movie it's like <laughs> I love it. Awesome stuff. But the explanation I feel like makes sense. He's just like alright like no one else has ever successfully bonded with the t virus the way that we're supposed to um you are our last hope and then they pan out to this shot of like the white house and like there is like creatures in the sky flying around it and a million zombies that I can't was wait for so the next good there was like yet. dragon zombies yeah it was it was the 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 fucking things in lord of the rings flying around the two towers at yes. the end like it, it was this was wild. I can't, I can't wait for the next movie. I feel like this movie and the ending, too, is partially, like, a nice follow-up to the last one, where it was like it was kind of bum- a bummer how it dropped off a little bit and also it was a bummer that they did the teaser in part three to only use it for, like, one scene and then take it away. Whereas this, it was like, yeah. the movie never drops off, really. It's, it's constantly intense. And then they end by giving you back, like, The thing that I really wanted to see was just, you know, her full powers like going apeshit. And so I'm, you know, I'm really I have really high hopes for this finale. You know what I mean? Like, I really want it to deliver. I hope it does. Uh, One last note before we sign off on this movie. The ending credit theme. They have this dubstep going and this almost knocked me off of the couch. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. This is just going absolutely insane. It's very appropriate for the movie. Of course. Yeah. It, it feels very appropriate of the times. Cause like, I, I think like 2012, like dubstep was kind of in and they're just like, all right, yeah, let's, let's put some dubstep in here. Whatever. Yeah. It's good. Stuff. I don't know what, if that was like specifically them, but I know it was like the same people who did the score for afterlife did this. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I like that. Oh yeah, the uh, the film's credit song, Hexes, which was uh, they, uh, produced by Bass Nectar, and it features Chino Moreno from the Deftones. I didn't even know that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's a... Uh, what a melodic voice he has. That's cool too, because they're kind of fusing, like, they've got the... Because that's been in... That's what all of his movies, even back to Mortal Kombat, is... Like, he always wants to have, like, the electronic, but also the metal. And so this is cool. It's, like, dubstep song, but you got a new metal guy singing the vocals. Like, that's the perfect fusion, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, this this movie, uh, you know, all the pieces are in place, I feel like, for, for the final movie to, like, really deliver a satisfying ending. We've got Alice at absolute full power, We've got Wesker that like, he's doing his thing. We've got these dragon zombies in the sky. I am like I don't know. I, I feel like the the next movie can can really be a success. The only thing I guess I'm worried about is we've seen that the the this franchise isn't afraid to play like a little bit fast and loose with what has come before. So if they if they just kind of dropped like the Red Queen and uh, and, and like all the other guys that have been introduced, I I would feel a little bit just like a little bit let down, but I don't know. We'll we'll see. I guess I'm excited for the finale. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I it to me feels like all the other movies I've I've pretty much enjoyed um, typically with some kind of like caveat or something, but I felt like with this one it was like I don't really have much to say. Like I just feel like they kind of got the shit together <laughs> the most and like made an all around movie I really like, and I it really has me feeling like they can stick the landing on the end here, but I don't know. We'll, we'll yeah. see. I, I agree. Like I, I feel like there have been moments of each resident evil movie that I have enjoyed, but while I was watching them, there are also things where I'm like, uh, this isn't great or like that. And I didn't feel like that watching this movie, I think for the first time, like it was just like a, a solid, you, you kind of described it best. It's like, it's just like, Action sequences that are loosely chained together, and I feel like that's all I really want these movies to be at this point. The plot yeah. was simple, easy to understand, easy to follow. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I'm I thought I'm great. really looking forward to um yeah, the ending. Um You know, I, I kinda wanted my my gimmick on these movies. I think I've thumbs down most of these movies, and I kinda wanted it to be uh like where I'd finally like thumbs down every movie and then thumbs up the last movie, but I I mean I gotta give like a massive thumbs up to this movie. Nice. I thought that this movie was great. Yeah, for sure. For I I will go as far, far to say it's been my favorite Resident Evil movie, and it's it's certainly one of my favorite movies we've covered. I I won't say it's the best one. Okay. But it is. It is up there. It is in my top five video game movie. I think I I, th- I think I could probably be convinced to say that this is my favorite Resident Evil movie that we've watched so far so that's good and then yeah we have the last one which can you know hopefully stick the landing so we'll see yeah. um but yeah there it is Resident Evil retribution only the final chapter left and that is uh is truly. An end of an era because we've been doing these movies for I mean three years at this point. Yeah, yeah, and and we've even seen like because we did the we did the audio commentary for the first one. We've kind of even seen like just the opinion kind of change or like the way we view these things. And it's I was just talking to uh we had our movie night the other night and uh Adrielle said something of like oh yeah the podcast used to be we'll watch these movies so you don't have to. But then I think we slowly realized, like, oh, these are actually mostly pretty fun, uh, and you should watch them. I felt like that after I watched this one. I was like, everyone, please watch this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I I think it, it took, for me especially, with these Resident Evil movies... It took me a while to reconcile, like, it's not maybe what I would have done, but what it is, is actually, like, really good for what it is, Mm -hmm. and um, and now, you know what, even it's funny, because now we do have a Resident Evil movie that's, like, a a horror movie, and maybe what I would have done if I was in charge back in the day, and, like, what I would have expected a movie to be, and by all accounts, it, it, like, it kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. Like I, we haven't watched it yet. I have actually sometimes... watched it and I think it sucks. Oh, okay. I saw it when it came out. Wow. We'll do it someday, but it I'm down to watch it again, but I thought it really sucked. <laughs> like I think so I every guess... Paul movie, even like the worst one is better than it. Wow, okay. Well, you know, actually when I was reading that uh that line about how the IMDb score is the lowest rated film, it did specifically say in the Alice focused live action movies so it made me think that, like, the new one was rated definitely way worse. Yeah, I wonder. Um, but I guess my, my point is, is, like, sometimes sometimes you, you don't know... Sometimes you, you think you know what you want, and when you don't get it, it takes you a while to come around to it. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it takes you a little bit of, uh, of a longer time to appreciate it. And I still think that people are learning to appreciate these movies. Because if, you know, as far as, like, solid B-tier action movies go, these are, you know... Mostly consistently pretty good. I, yeah, I will always take it over, smoothed over, bland movies that we're kind of getting with. I I don't know. You you can tell by the fact that this episode isn't uncharted, how, like, excited we are for that movie, you know? Yeah. It's like out, and I'm like, uh, I don't know if I... I mean, we'll do it eventually, but I'm like, I'm not really trying to run out and see that necessarily. I just, I don't want to pay money to see it. And there's something about Tom Holland that I just, <laughs> I can't stand. Yeah. And I, it's been years that I just like, something about him just bugs me. And I think it, I think I finally figured it out. And I think it's because you said it, <laughs> or I saw, it was a tweet that you liked where it's like, this dude is created in a lab. And I was like, I think that's why I don't like him because yeah. he just feels so... Uh, not real yeah he was like but I made guess. for that yeah I, I will say my journey with everything has been a little bit of what you mentioned but it was also kind of and this this might discredit me a little bit but I think when we started I sort of just came in with the assumption of like like everyone says all oh, video game movies are bad so I kind of came with that initial assumption and it was like I was just in such a mindset where I felt like, well, then I have to, like, prove why this is true, you know? So I did... I think mm-hmm. until... Until we got to House of the Dead, I think, I was, like, unnecessarily hard on, uh, you know, Street Fighter or Mortal Kombat. Uh, and, you know, in a way where I was, like, instead just, like, looking for any little flaw I could and, like, that's... And, like, it'll be fun to, like, make fun of it. But then after watching House of the Dead... And just seeing something truly awful, but also like kind of fun. I was like, "Oh yeah, there's like fun in these movies." And and it's like unfair to compare those. The House of the Dead, they're way better. But you know what I mean, right? It yeah. kind of broke yeah, me. Totally. <laughs> I was like, "I I everything it has changed," and now it's like, I I remember you saying that actually when we did that movie. You're like, "This fucking thing broke me," and I was like, "All right." And I I think I think I got there eventually with you, but I. Like, I knew that I loved the first couple video game movies that, you know, Mario and, and Street Fighter and stuff, but I think I'm kind of with you. I, I went into Mortal Kombat, and I was like, ah, this isn't going to be very good, and, like, uh, First Resident Evil isn't going to be very good, and um, this is an Uwe Bull movie that I can laugh at, which makes it a little bit better, but I I, I think it took me a little bit to, to finally get to that point where I was just like, this myth about video game movies being bad is just, like, not really true. Yeah. They're They're just, like... The, some of them are bad, some of them are good, but that's just movies like in general. Yeah. It well it kind of reminds me of people were I feel like once like uh the MCU and like Dark Knight came out, people were sort of like it used to be a thing before that where people would say like why do we keep watching video game movies? They're all or um comic book movies. They're all like bad. And then it was like a lot of people stopped saying that when those came out, but I feel like it They had the same batting average, you know? There was... You had your, like, Spider-Mans and X-Mens or whatever, but you it, but you also had, like, Green Lantern or something, but you also had... I don't know. There was plenty of cool ones at the same time. It was just... There was a mixed bag where now everything is just fine, you know? Everything is fine. It's okay. There's some great movies, but they're mostly okay. You know, nothing's, like, that embarrassing, but... I don't know. I would much rather watch like a movie like this. I I don't know. We always come back to this, but I would always prefer something that's like wild and ambitious, you know? I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know what? And even, even if something fails, then that's kind of, uh, I appreciate the risk that it took. So yeah, there it is. Resident Evil Retribution. Only one more of these guys left. Um, and then we're done. We're done with that saga. (laughs) yeah wow. yeah um I, yeah i don't think there's anything else that we have that's such a long thing i mean there's there's the pokemon so, no. movies but at some point like i feel like we've already passed the point where these aren't even real like movies anymore they're just <laughs> yeah they're basically episodes of a you know of, of a continuing show because nothing new happens but it, it's fun it's right? fun to check in once in a while for sure yeah, I agree with you, though. It's it's not like it's breaking, like we need to find out what happens next in the mystery of Mew or but whatever. there's still um, so many more movies we have to cover. I so know. I'm excited. Know. I'm excited about what else is to come. Uh, well, there it is. There's, uh, there's only one more Resident Evil to come after this, and I'm looking forward to that. Uh, that is going to do it for Resident Evil Retribution, uh, and that's going to do it for us on this episode. So make sure that you are... Uh, following us over on Twitter at virtual theater X at Spateri 316 at gooey fame and checking us out over on Patreon where we have uh, the never ending captain N series going on. And this is man. I, you're definitely going to want to hear that is truly one of those ones where it's like, we'll watch it. So you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel, I feel pretty good saying that. Yeah. We, I don't know. We, there has been times where we've run out of steam, but I think we're back on a, a high point so yeah. let's i hope so let's see if we can get i think there's some fun in listening to us like not enjoy this one for real though you know i i really thought that we were gonna enjoy it because it, it seemed like it was gonna be right up our alley but there's something i think it's just kevin that guy yeah. just sucks so bad we we definitely you know? i think we got to take maybe a season one break and switch gears for a little oh, bit i absolutely yeah absolutely but we'll do some more commentary I, anything rather than watching that fucker you know what we gotta do, do we gotta watch thing. that fucking donkey kong show oh yeah that looks truly disturbing and fun i used to watch it back Same, in the day yeah. actually there's a song in every episode yes <laughs> okay okay wow we gotta do that one <laughs> Yeah, that would be great. Uh, so look forward to that A Virtual Theater Patreon. <laughs> uh, you can check us out for as little as $1 a month by God. Uh, all kinds of great value. Tons of bonus stuff over there. So check that out. Uh, that is it. That is all. We are out of here. Until next time, everybody. Take care.